Before we start today's show, I want to invite you to join my community of SaaS founders, agency owners, and others who are sharing tips, tricks, strategies, and tactics for creating successful cold outreach campaigns. It's a free group on Facebook called Cold Outreach Mastery, and you can get there by heading over to morgandwilliams.com slash community. And if Facebook isn't your thing, but you still want valuable cold outreach advice, head on over to morgandwilliams.com slash newsletter and put in your best email to get first in line for valuable resources that I share on how you can fill your calendar with sales meetings and your pipeline with opportunities. Now, let's start today's show. What if you knew exactly how to use cold email, LinkedIn, the phone, and other sales channels to get new meetings and customers for your B2B product or service? Morgan Williams is an enterprise sales rep that's obsessed with cold outreach. If you're sick and tired of fluff, theory, and general advice on how to sell to cold prospects from people who haven't sold anything in the past 20 years and instead want detailed, tactical, step-by-step instruction, this is the podcast for you. Each week, he'll interview salespeople, consultants, and entrepreneurs about actual outbound sales campaigns they've run with real numbers and results. Each conversation will be a deep dive into deconstructing a specific campaign's results, as well as the strategy behind it. You'll get the opportunity to peek behind the curtain and see what's actually working now in cold outreach. Welcome Welcome to to Outbound Outbound Metrics. Junior Latte is an account executive at Pickle.ai. Pickle.ai allows you to capture and share key moments from Zoom meetings and eliminate your sales team's blind spots. Know exactly why you win or lose deals and boost revenue with conversation intelligence. Uh, It is very good to have you on the show, Junior. You were recommended by one of my previous guests on a topic, a prospecting topic that I had not heard of before. So very interested to speak with you today. Are you ready to dive in? Yeah, Morgan. Happy to be here. Ready to go. Awesome. First off, can you tell us about Pickle.ai, insight into the key problem you solve and who's your ideal customer? Yeah, absolutely. As you mentioned, we help capture and share key moments from Zoom meetings. What we're doing is we're so focused on conversations that happen via Zoom. We're you know, taking recording, providing a transcript, some other really neat ways to review the conversation. And then ultimately, like what was the outcome? What was said in that conversation? And where does that information need to go? We've really focused on account executives, like helping them understand their conversations better. With that, we're selling to teams that have account executives, anywhere from five account executives to 25 with a VP of sales or a couple of sales leaders within the group, and of course, selling over Zoom. Awesome. So not only does uh, Pickle.ai analyze the conversations, but you also route the information in the CRM into the... Yeah, so uh, yeah, we we do a couple of really neat things, one of which is you're like highlighting bits of the transcript and creating small snapshots. You're like little moments in the conversation that were really impactful, whether that's marketing insights you want to send to them, competitor insights, pieces of the conversation that you feel, hey, this understanding this will really drive the deal forward. Gotcha. So if the sales call is a game the you guys produce the sports center highlights of that and yeah. show those key areas you're Very right cool. we're the espn we're the hub 
We're the there hub. you go. There you go. Good stuff. Good stuff. Getting into, uh, oh, oh and we, you mentioned that the um, ideal customers, what was that sales team size you mentioned? Like, who do you guys really sell into? What's a good fit? Yeah, five account executives to 25, a couple of sales leaders in there um, trying to manage the team and manage the pipeline and all, all the things that go along with sales. Gotcha. Because I imagine at that size, tell me if I'm wrong, but at that size, five to 25, you've probably got a manager or two who's starting to get or is already stretched thin and they need help with really analyzing and giving their team and this really analyzing and helping their team move deals across the line or advance discovery and onward. And this kind of gives them that leverage to do that. Absolutely. And like you start to get so distanced from the conversations because at that size, you're managing more people, more operations, more technology, and you find yourself less in sales meetings. But at some point, you're still looped into conversations like proposal stages a little bit later, but you want to close the gap on like what's been going on up to this point. And so we, we help close some of those gaps. Yeah. And, and it's tough too, because Salespeople have, I've been a salesperson like my whole career, most of my career. We have selective memories. We're not the best <laughs> auditors of, of deals. Sometimes we need that outside in looking perspective. Cool stuff. Peer prospecting. What's the kind of high level overview on this? Very interested to hear about it. Yes. Okay. Peer prospecting. This is when two people of the same level, for me, it's account executive to account executive. I'm prospecting not just a VP of sales who manages the team, but people that I would consider my peers. It can be done like VP to VP, CEO to CEO, right? Anyone that is within your same level, that is what pure prospecting is, reaching out to them. Okay. You're reaching out to someone at the same level. What are you, what is, what is the conversation like? What are you reaching out to them? What's the big point you're trying to get across? Yeah. The appeal here is different than if you're going to appear to the decision maker, who is typically not the direct user. What it looks like is I understand the account executive world so well because I'm in it every day. I appear to like the things that I know are impactful. Like you mentioned one of them. I thought I took these notes. I don't have a perfect memory. Turns out I didn't take a note about something I thought I did. And now I'm trying to like recall just based from memory, right? Then I would take that information and I go to another account executive and I say, hey, what do you do when like you totally forget something or you thought you took a note about this? And then I, I provide the value offer of what Pickle has to offer to someone at my similar level. Very interesting because since you're prospecting other salesperson, like we all know salespeople glued to email, phone, right? Very responsive to, to outside messages, always looking for a response. Whereas someone like the VP above, what have you, they're getting pounded with messages all the time. My question is, why would they help you? Or, or not exactly why would they would help you? Because you are talking about pain points. You understand their pain, but... What's the link to beginning a sales conversation? (laughs) It's good. I think one reason being salespeople care about other salespeople, like they want you to be successful as long as maybe there's no 
direct competition, right? The appeal is like, I'm coming to you. I'm saying, hey, Morgan, we're both AEs. I see some areas where I can provide value. And my ask is very specific. I'm always asking for an intro to the VP. What typically happens is I'm getting data and information about the account. That's typically what I see. There's a Canada executive saying, hey, we actually use X product to solve what you solve for. Is it different? Like, can you help me understand that? So that's typically what I'm seeing. Okay. You're getting information that's helping you before and during the into the sales process, right? And you're asking for that referral. When you typically do this, you're, are you getting like a straight email CC? Hey, I spoke with Junior. They're doing some really cool stuff at Pickle AI. I think it could be helpful. Is that what that handoff kind of looks like? Yeah. It's either something similar to that or what I even prefer is they come back and they say, hey, happy to intro you. And I'm like, hey, before you do that, let's hop on a 15-minute Zoom. Then I'm meeting with AEs, right? And I'm like prying a little bit. And at this stage, I'm happy to demo. Like I will for sure show you the product because I'm not going to gate information you know, from another AE. And I try to understand like what in your pipeline, what in your conversations like, do you have problems with that aren't being solved today? And then after that, I'm like, hey, great. Obviously, at this point, they see a ton of value in Pickle. They see a ton of value in what we're doing. That intro is it let, becomes less of, hey, Junior emailed me and he's a cool guy. Check this out. It's, hey, I met with Junior. What Pickle is doing is really cool. I thought you might find this of interest. Junior, take it away. And at that stage, it really opens the door because I've already chatted with this account executive. Right. At that point, you've most likely built some rapport. You've gotten some more information. They can give you like a firsthand experience. Like, yeah, I talked to him. He's cool. You should speak with him, you know, all that stuff. Do you do, you do any specific, tar- like how you target AEs, right? Obviously, you're looking for that title. But do you target maybe AEs who having a, like a lot of accomplishments on their LinkedIn at the company or maybe like building a personal brand or something like that. Is there any like insights you have there on like AE or target selection? Yeah, this might not be the best and I'm not necessarily recommending this, but I will quite literally send this message to every AE. If there's eight, all eight of them are getting an email from me. Likelihood two of them bounce, maybe a couple reps left, a handful won't respond, but I'll notice that like one or two typically will. When I'm hitting all eight, I'm really only hearing from, you know, one or two that actually thought it was interesting, took the time to read it. I'm not in the spam folder. I'm not in in the mess. And I find that to be pretty successful. Okay. Cool, cool. I'd like to kind of move move into a specific example with this to give context for the audience and kind of like we, we, we watch how it plays out. Can you take us through, like, you don't have to give the company name, of course, but like what they yeah. sell and kind of size, that type of thing. We'll take it from there. Yeah. There's a specific company I'm thinking of. They're in financial services and they have, how many was it? I think it was six account executives. Great team. Like this is you know, this for Pickle is like home runs all day. If I can get in front of a team of six with a VP of sales, like that's the conversation I prefer to have when I, when I say specifically home runs. I target the AEs 
two of them responded. And this you'll always find, right? Like one responds and says, hey, I don't think we'd have an interest in this. I'm like, okay, great. The other responds and says, I suck at taking notes. What do you guys do? And then he says, what do you guys do? I'm like, hey, we should meet. <laughs> let's just, let's find a time yeah. to meet and I'll show you. And then we can start the conversation from there. Okay. And this financial services, they're like, this isn't so- software technology. They're selling money to people. Yeah. Quite. And, and like, okay. these are, this is a company too, that like financial services, they try to stray away from being recorded. It's not, um, because they're talking so much about like investments and, and their own finances and moving money around. Highly so, regulated industry. Yeah, sure. exactly. They don't just want to sit and be recorded and have all these recorded conversations. But when there's a big enough problem, then there's always a conversation. Absolutely. You, one of them says, hey, I'm terrible at note-taking. And then where does it go from there? Okay. But he says, hey, I'm terrible at note-taking. I'm like... I get it. I've been in your shoes. Let's schedule 15 minutes. We schedule 15 minutes. We start chatting. I, at this level, as I mentioned, like I'm more than happy to demo. I'll do discovery as I demo the account executive, just trying to understand like, what is your workflow? How do you take notes? Is there a CRM, any integrations? I just like pull some surface level from the account executive, but ultimately like I understand his pain for this company they use a template, a Google Doc template. Every single account executive uses the same one. And this particular rep didn't love it. He felt like it was very clunky and he just wanted to have natural conversations and then fill it out after the fact, which is what he was doing. But he was missing a lot of pieces in the conversation. I was like, hey, how many reps do you think are doing what you're doing? And he was like, I talk to them every day. We pretty much are all like trying to fill out the doc after the fact and it's it's kind of a mess right then then i ask like hey can you intro me and mention specifically mention like that pickle can help in this area and then knowing i'll expose some of the other pieces of the pipeline that we that we can solve for developing the relationship you're getting information you're understanding their pain points Cool. And you're doing that in a demo, right? You're not hiding the ball. Right? Yep. You're trying to do discovery and then demo and all this. You're putting together kind of high velocity, right? Yeah. And the thing is, too, like account executives, they like product. Like they like to see it. They like to like, they get hype, right? There's a lot of hype around like, oh, we're getting this new tool. It's so cool. At that level, like giving that to them helps a lot. And then when it goes to like the management level, they are thinking more so about like, okay, does this integrate? Are we going to have like a hard time? Is there going to be support? They start thinking about more of the success rate of implementing a tool. But the account executive, he's just excited. And you can use that excitement to get the conversation going. Awesome. I don't want to get too far ahead, but tell me you're using your pickle.ai when your conversation with with the account executive and then taking that to the VP. Yeah, that's a big aspect is we have all the recordings, we have all these conversations. I'm like taking snippets 
right? Of he said he struggles with this template. I have to be careful because you obviously don't want to like throw AEs under the bus. But if you can help expose more of like the organizational level, then there's for sure conversation. I'm sending links, like meeting links that are for sure part of the emails and the conversation that I'm having. Okay. Well, you've had this conversation and assume from there you're, you're asking for, you're then asking for an intro to the VP. Yep. Hey, can you email intro, talk about your, how you struggled taking notes, a couple other aspects that you thought were really cool in the platform and just, just CC that, that person and we'll see where it goes from there. Cool. In this instance, what, what happened next? Okay. At this stage, he, the nice thing is this, this team is in office. He's like, hey, my VP of sales, I actually like sit across from. I see his office. He's like, I'm going to email intro you, but I'll also go have a conversation with him, which is always great. Texts can get lost in translation. He goes and he chats. At the same time, I'm putting the VP of sales into my prospecting campaign. Well, he's already been in it because I do them at the same time. And I cold called him and he didn't quite catch that it was me who cold called and that his AE had talked about me. But it was funny because on the cold call, he's like, hey, kind of sounds interesting, but I don't have time right now. Can you call me back? I was like, hey, for sure. And then I dropped the AE's name. I was like, hey, I think so-and-so is going to talk to you about this. And he was like, okay, great. And then... I got a follow-up email and he's like, Hey, I think you cold called me. Apologies. I had to run, but I'm, I'm up to speed. And let's at this point, he was like, I'm up to speed. Give me a couple weeks. What ended up happening with this specific company is there, this was back in March. They're like, Hey, we're going to push to looking into April. We got to put out a couple internal fires and then we'll start a formal conversation for this specific instance, like the AE was the one who like drove the conversation, really got me in front of uh, the VP of sales and his director of sales. And then they were like, okay, we will look at this, just not today, which was great. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. And then, so how, what, what happened after that? Yeah, I had been keeping in touch with AE, right? Because time quite literally, like it'll kill all deals. Two weeks rolls around. It's been quiet, but I'm keeping in touch with AE. He like lets me know they've talked about it at a team level. He's brought it up in like their little Monday meetups. Um, at this stage, a lot of people have heard about Pickle, right? Like it, it's not something that they can just walk away from without at least having a conversation with me, which was really good. He's letting me know I'm staying in the know I get an email from the the VP of sales. He says, hey, we are ready to look at this. Can you send times for discovery? Very cool. Are you in that process now or did you take this deal all the way through already? Okay, so interesting. Um, In the process right now, which is really cool because I'm starting to see like a lot of, I'm understanding that other conversations happened because I reached out to the specific AE, right? I mentioned at the beginning, if there's six AEs, I'm hitting all six. Now that we're in the deal, like some of the AEs that saw my email that didn't respond are getting more active, right? So it's almost like we're building a small internal army, a community of people that are like for Pickle. They really like the idea 
And um, we've closed Discovery as of yesterday. We'll see where it goes. Yeah, awesome. You're essentially doing this. I mean, it really sounds like B2C to B what you're doing, but you are, you're doing it on your own, right? You're going bottom up. You're building a critical mass, right? By going, at, everyone, everyone's going top down or, or trying to go penetrate the organization high level, right? Yep. You are doing the opposite, but using that to build a case for your product and your solution. And like you said, like it got to a point where they couldn't just walk away from it. Like they have to address it at some point because there's just, you built a lot of buzz for it, a lot of momentum. How often do you use this strategy versus like a classic prospecting strategy? Yes, I have, I've run two campaigns. One is my typical, as you mentioned, like top down. That's the VP of sales, the sales manager, sales leaders. And then I have the account executive campaign, which is pure prospecting. Let's say I'm going to prospect into a company. I literally separate them and run them simultaneously with every company that I prospect. I'm doing this every single day. I'm hitting six to seven AEs at every company that I prospect. They are getting this peer prospecting message from me. And then leadership is usually like two to three sales leaders that I'm trying to also get in front of. Got it. I want to know like kind of what the messaging looks like and then like result, typical results you see, but starting with the messaging, what's like a, the copy for your peers mm-hmm. and then what does it look like for management? Yeah. For the peers, it's very much like a, your, trying to interpret interpret chicken scratch notes after 5 p.m. You got back-to-back meetings. You don't have a perfect memory. There's on top of having conversations, like you're at different stages. It's just speaking to the world of an account executive. It's, it's quite literally, it's like nothing special, nothing that is like world-renowned, groundbreaking. No, I'm just speaking their language and then telling them where within their world pickle can solve problems for them. There's that message. The message to like VP of sales or sales leader is, hey, you're, as your team grows, you're getting distanced from those conversations. Or as you're needing to join later stages, like we're closing the information gap or handoff from account executive to implementation or customer success. It's a lot more like what happens within an internal organization as compared to like what happens to my daily life. Got it. You're really just playing back the stuff that they care about most, the stuff that they are paying attention to most and their major pain points. You're playing that back. Yep. Same company, same product, same deals, but they're just on different, at different seats at the table. One piece that is extremely helpful is it helps me be really direct. I'll hit the AEs. One AE will respond and say, hey, we already have X. I'm like, okay, great. Now when I go to the VP of sales, my subject line is X product alternatives. Hey, Morgan, I know that you have X 
Are you open to alternatives? What's your timeline on contract? Like I, I just be super direct. And honestly, it works really well on just like starting a conversation or them responding like, we're actually, we love this. We're not looking um, if it ever changes who I am. But I'm using a ton of data, a ton of information from the account executives to like fuel, do I need to be direct to the VP of sales or do I need to just hit like the main points that we know Pickle solves that we can have seen repeat over time and time again. These campaigns are dynamic for you, right? You're not sending out, just writing your messages in the beginning and then sending them out as part of your, your cadences. You are updating them on the fly mid campaign with information that you gather from. Yeah. Because what will happen is let's say I started on Monday And I'm starting both at the same time. I'm just like, messages sent. And then Wednesday, an account executive will hit me and say, hey, we use product X. Then my next follow-up to the VP of sales, maybe in my cadence, it's a phone call. And I leave my voicemail, hey, I I heard from account executive name. Sounds like you're using competitor name. Are you open to chatting? We're on alternative, whatever. Or if it's my next step is an email, same exact thing. Hey, so-and-so, I chatted with AE name. Sounds like you're using competitor X name. Are you open to chatting? We're the alternative. I may throw into like, I know X tool can be expensive or I know it can cause a lot of friction here. I tried to like pry and see if they have some of the problems that you know I've associated with the competition. What results wise, what do you see from your top down campaign? What do you see from bottom up? Like, what are you tracking and what, how do those numbers differ? Yeah. The only thing that I track because I send so many, right? There's a lot of AEs at these companies and I'm hitting all of them. The only thing that I track is percentage of companies that I'm getting a response from within the AEs. If I hit if I send 10 to 10 different companies, maybe that's, I don't know, 35 account executives, I'm just tracking to see which of the 10 companies am I getting a response from, and it's sitting at roughly 65%. You're getting a response from 65% of the companies you prospect. Yep, exactly. And like, if you look at it that way, that is, I mean, it's really impactful. 65% of all the companies that I prospect, I'm getting information and you know data back from. That's, that's a lot. For sure. No, that is a lot. What would you say is, like if you had to split that up into positive and negative or, or other responses, in this context, positive being just like something that gives you information or furthers the deal. Anything from like, hey, we're using X to, yeah, let's meet. Pretty much anything except just like a no with no context. What a percentage yeah. you think that is? The account executives will never, I have yet to like consciously see someone just say like not interested or no thanks. It's almost always like no because of X. Like they, I think we're so frustrated as account executives prospecting people that don't respond or that just say unsubscribe or no thanks. So when we get a chance to like give another salesperson information, (laughs) 
We're so happy to do it. Like I'm happy to do it. When someone's trying to sell my co-founders, if someone were to hit me, I don't gate information. I would be like, this is what we got. <laughs> Hopefully it helps because I, the karma aspect, we're always looking for that positive karma. Right. Absolutely. The thing that I like about this approach is that it is, it's a long, it's, it's, it's kind of a long-term strategy in that you are looking to, you're seeing that a, a lot, I've, a lot of people I've come across will like, how many meetings did you get or bust? You know what I mean? Like how many meetings did this campaign, how much money is it brought in like this month? What is the actual dollar amount? But if yeah. you like, look at the big picture, like, there's a, a, a very small percentage of your market is going to be in market for what you sell at any given time, right? Probably like less than 10%, probably like six to 8% of your market. Most of the time, like if you nail the pain point, right? And you're relevant and they're, they haven't responded or it, it's, or, and they see it, they haven't responded. It's mostly a timing issue, right? Like most of the thing, it, most of the reason why is because it's just, it's just not the right time. When you're building this like dossier of information on these accounts, it makes it so much easier to penetrate to those higher levels down the road because your competitors aren't doing this. They're, they're not doing yeah. this. They're not getting that information and they're not, therefore they can't use it to get into these accounts at the higher levels. Yeah. And that, that's at least what, I, what I've noticed is that higher level people and organizations they will respond above all else if you're talking about a problem that they have and they think that there's a chance you could solve it. Not at where you went, where you went to college or where you <laughs> like to vacation or you like to watch on TV. Like that stuff, those are like sprinkles. And the, the pain point is the banana split, right? I think yeah. you can solve my problem that I'm frustrated about. Like, okay, talk to this person, you know? Very good stuff. Very good stuff. Any other additional tips or insights with this mess uh, with this method? I thought I've only ran it as like account executive to an account executive. I know that it will work among like the sales community. I don't know if like you're selling to a marketing agency. If you sell to some organization outside of sales, I don't know if it'll be successful. But if it's a sales to sales team, I think that not that you're doing it wrong if you're not doing it, but you're missing out on opportunities if you're not doing it. Right. And that, that's interesting though that you mentioned that. Like what if, you know, the analyst to analyst yeah. or something like that. I, I, I kind of think the response rates would like maybe even be higher because they're they're not getting any sort of like, that's not even entering their realm. It's right. so unique, but that's an experiment for another day. Yeah. Pickle.ai, Junior Latte, thanks so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it was awesome to be here. Thanks, Morgan. All right, you have a good one. Okay, you too. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you subscribe and share it with a friend. Thanks for listening.